Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have the editor-in-chief from UncoverDC.com. It's uh, Tracy Beans. Tracy, how are you? Good to see you. I'm good, Joe. How you doing? I'm living the dream. I want to tell people right now, go follow you on Twitter. When you do these spaces, you've got thousands and thousands of people showing up. Didn't didn't uh, Taibi show up in one of them as well? I mean, the guy who's doing the Twitter files? I mean, you're really pulling an audience. How, how does that work on Twitter? You can just go there, follow you, and it'll say if you're doing a space. Yeah, it comes up like around my profile picture if I'm doing one. They're really great. Like I love them because I let everybody talk in my spaces. Like anybody that wants to come up, I just give them a couple minutes to say whatever they want to say. So like we had one today. It was so awesome. We got everybody's perspective, all different people. They agreed. They disagreed. We talked it out. It was it was really awesome. Really cool. Well, I was in one of your spaces. Why don't you let me talk? But I shouted you out. You did. Like you did. You were so. Five million times. <laughs> you were, you were very... in the middle of a show. I was. I, I was like, "What the hell is Beads doing?" Um, no, I, I think it's awesome because uh, when you can draw an audience that big, that that means that what you're saying means something. And in that same one, Matt Taibbi was in there. I think Tom Fitton was in there from Judicial Watch. You had all sorts of big names in there, and I yeah. love it because it's another way to like on Twitter. We'll mix it up by posting a little something here. You'll respond, and somebody will retweet it. On that one, it's like live vocal posting on Twitter and great interaction. I really, really like it. Uh, and uh, what I can't get used to is you got to hold the phone. Bob it down, packs. You know, I hate that. Why can't you do it through a computer and a nice microphone and all that stuff? You think he's going to work on that and make that available? Yeah, the success of them is so awesome at this point. I think he'd be silly not to keep um, developing them. Well, this took over for Periscope. Right. So we'll see. Well, he's, he's shown up in some of them as well. Has he dropped in any of yours yet, Elon Musk? No, not yet. Um, he he, he bought, floats around. Um all, all the different spaces. He like randomly shows up sometime, but they're really, really awesome. It's really a great place for debate and conversation. Really get, good. Get to uncoverdc.com. Here's the website right now. And the top story on uncoverdc.com that uh, that's run by Tracy beans, the six most shocking recent revelations of government censorship. And this is Missouri V Biden. But I mean, this case should like be done. Uh, Biden should just admit it or the administration should just admit what they did through the Twitter files. We know about the collusion, and it was way deeper than any, any of us thought. So talk to me about the six most shocking revelations that we haven't heard yet. Well, there's the, the, the first one is the fact that CISA considers your thoughts cognitive infrastructure. We've discussed that before. Crazy. Um, they literally have said, yeah, whatever you think and what you write online, we're going to now, we're going to regulate that as though it's critical infrastructure for the United States, the most Orwellian thing ever. But there's a whole bunch in here, for example, one of the things that happened, we got the emails of um, Rob Flaherty, who is the director of communications and media strategy and an advisor to Joe Biden. OK, hey. the White House. Yes. The White House. It's the White House. It is. He's, talk- he's talking to Facebook and he treats Facebook, Joe, throughout all these conversations like they're a battered wife or child that he's like abusing. And he like curses at them and yells at them and, and threatens them in these emails. It's really, really disgusting. He's. He's talking to them as though he is in charge of trust and safety and that they're his underlings and they need to listen to him. So he's going back and forth with them about vaccine hesitancy and how they're going to stop it and how they're going to stop people from talking about it on Facebook. And Facebook writes back to him and says, you're going to be so happy. We've introduced this new policy. It doesn't matter whether or not what these people are saying is true, because we know they say They're saying things that are true and people we've spoken to say we need to let them say these things that are true, but we're going to down, down rank everything they're saying. And we're going to disable groups that this is going on. And they were referencing Joe, the vaccine injured people who were vaccine injured, who were speaking out about their injury 
and forming groups and, and camaraderie and, and support on Facebook with other people who are going through the same thing were removed from those groups. Those groups were disbanded there. If, you know, if, if a tree falls in the forest and no one there is there to see it, did the tree fall? Yeah. If you're screaming, oh my gosh, I've lost my balance. I have a stroke. I can't use my arms. I can't walk, whatever. And no one's there to hear you. Is it really like you're, you're saying it or, or, are you just speaking it into the ethers and then getting frustrated because there's nobody responding? And that's pretty sick because the, the way that you explain it tells me that Facebook at that moment, it was a pivotal moment when this idiot Flaherty got a hold of them and yelled at them and said, you have to this, that, and the other. They could have said, screw you, man. This is my website. This is my platform. We'll do whatever we want. But instead, like I've got 381,000 on Facebook. I've been red flagged by Facebook for years. If I get two likes and a comment, it's stunning on anything I post. So instead, they just capitulated. Tracy, you've been you've been researching this stuff for years. Why? Why didn't they just stand up to this? Because big government, Flaherty had nothing on them. He was just being mean, and they fell for it. Well, that's not necessarily true. They he did have something on what? them. What? What does um, he have on them? Threatening them with Section two hundred and thirty. Threatening them with monopoly, um, monopoly kind of persecution. Threatening that they'll go after their business model. All kinds of things they were threatening with, and that's where the problem lies because the federal government cannot coerce or threaten private businesses to censor American speech and interfere with the First Amendment rights of the entire country. I, I know that I'm being belligerent uh, at this point, but you can't threaten them with 230. 230 gives them immunity from liability. Flaherty can't take that away from them. It's it's a statute. It's part can, of our law system. I mean, I, I guess he may he can threaten it, but he couldn't really do it. Well, you don't think so, but they, they were doing it openly and in public and saying, we're going to have to take action on these social media companies if they don't listen to They were to us. saying we're that. You're to... right. They were saying that. Absolutely. So they're like literally threatening them. The, the, the office of the White House calls you up and you're in trust and safety at Facebook and repeatedly bludgeons you with, if you don't do this, there will be consequences. I don't understand what's wrong with you. These other social platforms have had no problem doing it. What is wrong with you? Because Facebook did push back a little bit in the beginning and not want to go through with a lot of what they were being asked to do, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, specifically this, you know, WhatsApp, Joe? Yes. Uh-huh. WhatsApp is an encrypted end to end encrypted chat p- program where you can speak to your friends encrypted. Facebook can't see what you're saying. And and that's, that's, uh, is that used a lot here? Is that mainly uh, in like Mexico? Cause I hear people from Mexico WhatsApp a lot to, to their relatives here and it's easy or something. Yeah. A lot of people use it. A lot of kids use it. I don't have it, but I do know it. it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I have it for some business things that people only use WhatsApp for because they're overseas and it's cheap and whatever. It doesn't cost any money. Fine. They were, uh, Flaherty's badgering Facebook, badgering. Why can't you see what people are saying? Why can't you see into what they're doing? You know, and Facebook's like, it's an encrypted platform. And he's like, well, you need to stem this misinformation about vaccines from spreading on WhatsApp also. What are you doing to make that happen? But you can't do that if it's encrypted. Is, Is the guy an idiot? Well, they made Facebook do things. So Facebook puts in these messages pinned to the top of every single person's um, you know, app, giving them authoritative uh, places they can go to find information on COVID. Oh, wow. They, when they see a post is being forwarded significantly and quite a bit, they'll say, okay, well, we're going to stifle this so that this post can't be forwarded anymore, even though we don't know exactly what it is because the topic today is vaccines and that's trending. It probably is a trending vaccine post. So we're attaching with it information about vaccines that's authoritative in their words. So he had him in Facebook in, I mean, I'm sorry, in WhatsApp, basically in your living room, censoring you 
from speaking. That's number two. Another one, which is super interesting to me. Well, there's two more that are real. They're all really crazy, but they wanted Instagram to stop vaccine related conversation on Instagram. So Flaherty's badgering Instagram parent is meta or Facebook, obviously. Stop letting these vaccine posts go up. Stop it. And all of a sudden, like Flaherty realizes that the POTUS account is, is not getting followers anymore. So he reaches out to Instagram and he tells them, like, why aren't we picking up any more followers on the official POTUS account? This is weird. And Instagram takes like a couple days and writes them back and says, we can't really get into what happened. It's an internal issue, but we fixed it and all should be good now. Well, Flaherty badgers them, cursing at them in emails, Joe, cursing. You better have tell me what the heck's going on, cursing. They finally reply to him a couple weeks later and they tell him, well, that that algorithm that we developed to stop everybody from talking about vaccines well, the POTUS account got swept up in that algorithm and was censored. <laughs> because it's all so stupid. Yeah, good, I'm glad we got bitten in the rear end, at least for a second. But this yeah. is completely and absolutely um, illegal. It's against the Constitution. The government can't make these platforms an arm of itself and then squelch our right to free speech. They're serving as a partner with the government, and they're they're violating the, the First Amendment. I mean, it's that, it's that simple, isn't it? Yes, it is. And again, all of this is coming out in in anticipation of a temporary injunction the judge will rule on to cease all of that communication between the government. We've learned so much more and um, from, you know, Matt Taibbi's Twitter files and all this other stuff that's coming out of how much this is actually happening. The government is paying Twitter, paying them millions of dollars to be their internal censorship police, paying them for their time. Wait, it's like three, and a half, like three and a half million dollars, right? Yeah, I mean, that's your tax dollars. That's your tax dollars. It's sick. Going back to Twitter to pay them to censor your speech. She's one of the best followers on social media. It's Tracy Beans, is B-E-A-N-Z. What she uncovers and what she reports on is amazing. Um, A lot of uh, people who do what I do, not as well, um, won't have Tracy on. They're afraid of her because she tells the truth, (laughs) and they know that there's going to be a lot of pressure, a lot of leverage come down on them. I laugh at people who try to put pressure on me for having you on. A, you're awesome. B, you're you're an incredible reporter. And C, you're a friend of mine. Screw them. Um, uh, give, give me the next one. I, I, I don't know if you want to give us all six, but but give me the next one. Uh, and by the way, what does the resolution of this case look like? It would be a, a judge putting an injunction, which is going to happen because of all we know now, um, yeah. and saying the government can't have a collusion-type relationship with these platforms. But what does Missouri hope to gain out of this? And, and other states jo- joined on this, didn't they? Louisiana. Okay. Louisiana, well, what do yeah. they hope to gain? J- just that, that they, there will be no more working together with the government? There will be no more working together with the government and social media platforms. It will be it will be disallowed there. The the relief basically is they have to stop it and they have to let these people who were incorrectly banned and censored have their voice back like they can't keep doing this. And I think what will happen ultimately, no matter who wins, it'll go to the Supreme Court and then we'll finally get some sort of a ruling from the SCOTUS on this very important topic in our day and age. Um you know, if the government loses, they're going to they're going to appeal the case to the Supreme Court. If the Missouri and Louisiana lose, they're going to appeal the case all the way up, you know, as far as it'll go as well. It'll end up there, I think, either way. But we have to make sure that Congress then steps in to act to bar the government from using private NGOs and think tanks and things to do their dirty work, because we know they were doing that, too. So it's it's really a war at this point, or we just have to make sure people like Elon Musk buy every social platform that is on the mainstream right now. And you know what? Google isn't catching any heat right now for anything they're doing. YouTube 
is involved in this as well. There's there's information on YouTube that was included, um, but they're playing ball, so Flaherty doesn't have to yell at them. They're yeah. just doing everything voluntarily. Well, well, well they are playing ball. I, I tried for monetization again on YouTube just because I want them to give me money because I'd laugh at them for having to pay yeah. me for my content. And they wrote back, they said um, no because uh, um, of harmful uh, content. And I, and I wrote to them, I said, okay, what's the harmful content? I'll take a look at it and I'll take it down if it's harmful. Well, no, we just think your channel as a whole is harmful content. Like, really? That's why I love you, Joe. That's why I love you. <laughs> I love those harmful content creators. Isn't it, 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 it crazy? Now, and, and again, now, I'm regulated by the FCC and everything that I do on, on the radio airwaves. I don't put anything on YouTube or Twitter or Instagram that isn't on my radio show. So what the beep are they talking about? They get to decide, and their standard is higher or different than the FCC itself. <laughs> so at the end of the day, um, if the ruling goes Missouri's way, Louisiana's way, which I think it will in a conservative Supreme Court, does that mean that Google then will have to stop as well? Yeah, it's all, I mean, it's Google, YouTube, it's all of them. They're all included on this, this, in this broad, it's the government is the, is the defendant, yeah. right? The social media companies are all big tech. It's all of them. So, you know, there needs to be something done about this in Congress. There needs to be something done. So something has to be done about this to stop this from ever happening again. And disproportionately, it's the left censoring, of course, oh, of course because they're is. all about yeah. freedom. It's true that, you know, Taibbi even said there is not one request from any Republican to censor the speech of an American that they don't like. Not one, not one request, not one. Well, and, and of course there isn't, because we actually believe that free speech is something that was given by God and can be taken away by government. It's Tracy Beans. Go to um, Tracy Beans on all the, the platforms, whether it's Twitter. Oh. Are you on Insta? Are you back on everything? I'm on. No, 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 no. So you're on you're no. on Twitter where you do a lot of work. You're on Gab where you do a lot of work. You're on uh, you're also on Getter. Um, are you on Truth? You're on Truth, too, of right? Of yeah, okay, yeah. so go follow her everywhere and go to this website right now, UncoverDC.com. Check out this story, the six most shocking recent revelations of government censorship by Tracy Beans, posted a few days ago. Um, let me ask you this. I've had Brendan Carr from the FCC on a lot of times. I had Ajit Pai on when he was the, the chairman of the FCC. There's a strong belief that 230's got to be revamped or just go away. Section 230 was put in place in like 1998 or something, way, way before social media took off like it did. It wasn't really intended to give them the free pass that they're getting. Do you think that's going to be reassessed or done away with? They're not following Section 230 as written now. They're acting as publishers, which is the opposite of what Section 230 is meant to protect. Right. So they're doing the antithesis of what the law says anyway. Right. Well, the, and just to just to make that as basic as possible, because I'm really kind of a dumb guy um, for people who don't understand a platform is supposed to just hold the stuff. Imagine it's a platter and you're putting food on there or anything else you want to put on there. The platter doesn't care what's on top of it. The platform is supposed to accept it that way as well. If they serve as unbiased platforms, they get Section 230 protections, which is immunity from any sort of liability. If they act as publishers, which is what you just said, they're picking and choosing what will go on there so they shouldn't be protected, but they're still getting the protection. Yes. Yes. So yeah, you, you think that'll go away? You think they're going to redo it? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. There's never been anybody who successfully tackled 230 in the modern day, so I don't know. But why does it, it apply to these sites when it when it was it was put in place not to it was, it was to regulate something maybe it was bulletin board systems and, was and that what all, it was Yeah, it was so that people like like smaller companies and other companies and so, social media companies even back then that had somebody posting illegal things on them couldn't be held liable for the illegal things that somebody had posted and it really had to do with child pornography and horrible things like that. And once um, they started censoring content at all, their protection should have gone away. 
yeah, yes. But there's no accountability for anything anymore, right. so why? I mean, why? Well, when do we get a resolution of this case? Is it going to be a while? No. Um, we're going to have a temporary injunction ruling probably by the middle of February, I would nice. assume. Yeah, and then if they're going to appeal it to the Fifth Circuit. But there's a lot more coming out. There was a transcript released yesterday, 500 pages. I just haven't gotten to read yet. Wow. So I'm sure I'll have something else to talk about in two weeks, Joe. Can't wait. Got to have you back on then. It's uh, Tracy Beans. Go to UncoverDC.com. Check out this uh, this article, The Six Most Shocking Recent Revelations of Government Censorship. And uh, Tracy's written it. She gives you all six. Check out everything she does as well. Tracy, I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Joe. See all you right. soon. Talk to you in a bit. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pegg Show. We always appreciate Tracy Beans coming on. UncoverDC.com is her website. UncoverDC.com and those six items... That we're learning, I mean, things that we didn't know we were going to be learning from this uh, case, Missouri versus Biden. Post it over there uh, at UncoverDC.com. Follow her everywhere as well over on social media. Now, if you want to see the interviews, like I'll post this interview later on tonight if you didn't see it and if you didn't hear the whole thing. I'll post it tonight on Rumble. The big interview from yesterday, Jim Jordan is doing very well. Um, another video that's doing very well is the, um, the PAGS parody next to the Corvette next to the Corvette, based on Little Red Corvette by Prince. Go check those out. It's over at rumble.com. Download the Rumble uh, link. You can, it's an app on either your Google Play or iOS store, or just go to rumble.com over on your computer, slash Joe Pags, J-O-E-P-A-G-S. Again, every interview that I do is going to be up there. Also, uh, monologues, I'll put them up there. The parodies, I'll put them up there as well. I do some content on YouTube. Not as much, though. Most, uh, most if not all of it, is going to be on Rumble. Plus, I'm doing those come-on videos over on Instagram. I, I did one during the show tonight about this uh, the whole idea they couldn't find the Supreme Court leaker. I did it while I was on the air, so go and check that out. It's over at Instagram. My name is Joe Talk Show there, J-O-E-T-A-L-K-S-H-O-W. The Joe Pag Show coming right back at you. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show.